Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey folks, we're getting closer to our goal of reaching 1,000 new subscribers on our Patreon page. In fact, we've had 39 new signups since we launched the contest two weeks ago. But we're about to start a new month, which means there'll be at least 10 or 20 cancellations due to declined account numbers. Boo! So we need to double our efforts if we're going to reach 1,000 by the end of 2019. And in case you're just joining us, the 1,000th subscriber at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow will get to co-host an entire show with me. You'll get a chance to rant about Trump or whatever's on your mind to tens of thousands of listeners. Again, that subscriber number 1,000 will get to co-host this podcast for one exciting episode. So when you get a chance, make sure to stop by our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bob show and sign up for at least one dollar per month you'll hardly miss it and you'll be supporting the show in the best way possible don't forget to tell all your friends too again that's bob or just click the all caps patreon link beneath the logo at bob thank you in advance and now let the cartoons begin broadcasting from resistance headquarters relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorable never give up never surrender this is the bob Seska show presented by bubblegenius.com everything is too fast now and totally unreasonable the world is run by computers the world's run by robots and we spend most of our day telling them that we're not a robot just to log on and look at our own stuff all day long. May I see my stuff, please? <sighs> I smell a robot. <laughs> prove, prove, prove. <laughs> prove to me you're not a robot. Look at these curvy letters. Much curvier than most letters, wouldn't you say? No robot could ever read these. You look mortal, if ye be. You look, and then you type what you think you see. Is it an E, or is it a three? That's up to ye. The passwords have passed. You've correctly guessed. But now it's time for the robot test. I've devised a question no robot could ever answer. Which of these pictures does not have a stop sign in it? Fucking what? You spend most of your day telling a robot that you're not a robot. Think about that for two minutes and tell me you don't want to walk into the ocean. Bob 
Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> The great John Mulaney. Oh, my God, that is funny. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, August 29, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap in the universe. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. <laughs> Day 952. You can tell it's uh, Goth Ninja's Thursday, right? Day 952 <laughs> of the Trump crisis. Day 117 of the constitutional crisis. 431 days until the 2020 presidential election, and, oh, God, let's do this. It is the Goth Ninjas here today for Three-Way Thursday. It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast at SexyLiberal.com, also From-The-Bunker.com. T-Rex David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast, Patreon.com slash The T-Rex Report. Hello. My name's Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I forgot to do this. Happy Labor Day weekend. Labor Day weekend. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right, so much to do today, so much to talk about today for uh, our Labor Day weekend edition of the show. I think the best place to begin is Lawrence O'Donnell. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's start with Lawrence O'Donnell and Deutsche Bank. I always feel weird whenever I pronounce Deutsche Bank. It sounds like I'm you actually think Trump put the Doi in Deutsche Bank. <laughs> I think it's like minute four, and already we have a title for the show. There you go. The, he puts the Doi in Deutsche Bank. <laughs> That's great. The Doi in Deutsche Bank. Perfect. Perfection. Absolute perfection. Thank you, so, thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> well, speaking of Doy, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell made a fatal error the other day, and mm. uh, I wish he hadn't because the actual news itself yeah. is extraordinarily intriguing, and it has the patina of truth. It has the patina of reality, as if this could actually be a thing, uh, but he jumped the gun. And he uh, reported too early. He didn't put it through all the normal vetting process, the journalistic mm. method, whatever you want to mm. call it, with additional sources and independent verification and all the rest of it. And so it, it kind of set the cause back, didn't it? I mean, didn't it? Doesn't it actually work against the idea? Because I don't think any editor is going to now assign a reporter and say, okay, now go look at, into that Deutsche Bank thing where uh, Russian oligarchs <laughs> co-signed Donald Trump's bank loans. I doubt they're going to be assigning that story because already Lawrence has kind of tainted it by uh, by revealing but the documents it too soon. are going to Congress regardless. Yeah, the doc- yes. we're going to find out what's in there anyway. So, so it's, you know, it's it, going to be if, yeah. eventually if we do find out that Oleg Deripaska co-signed a loan for the Doral Golf Course, mm-hmm. uh, it'll <laughs> be there in you know in Maxine Waters' eager. Perfectly manicured hands. Well, something. <laughs> the question, though, um, uh, with regard to the Lawrence O'Donnell thing. Yeah. Now he's got producers. He's got writers. There's mm-hmm. a staff of people, and then they choose to put him on the air with prompter script in front of him. So it's not just on him. It's. That's true. I mean, yes, it's he's the face of this. But to me, it's on whoever said. I mean, now it could be him going. I'm insisting on doing this. I'll write the copy and I'll do all of that. But 
But There's I watched so it live, many people and he couched it in caveats. He said, I have yeah. this from a single source. Sure. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely you know, true. He said, it may or may not be true. Well, and also, um, I don't think Lawrence O'Donnell would have revealed a bit of information. Like, I mean, Lawrence O'Donnell has been doing this for decades. I mean, he's yeah. been on, on the air for 10 years now on MSNBC. He's been doing that for a while before that. He was working on the West Wing. He was a, a Senate aide. He was, I mean, he's got a long history working in both the media and working in politics. He's not a moron. He's not right. one of these guys who's got an itchy trigger, trigger, trigger finger. Who's, <laughs> no. Or a trigger what's finger. Wrong, what's Either wrong one. with me? Uh, uh, where, <laughs> exactly. So, and, uh, uh, so what was I saying? Oh, uh, yeah, no, he's not going to... Lawrence su- O'Donnell's not a... Not a, a Baby flower, basically. That's right. Suddenly, I'm. You you could you could you, you want you you could do so nice. you you do. You know, right before the show, I said this is going to be a perfect show, and you guys uh-huh. are going, no, shut up, you're jinxing it. <laughs> well, I kind of did. No, when I used to work in the ER, people would be like, "Gosh, it's a slow night," and you're always like, "No, never say that," because I'm like a school bus will get plowed into by an SUV. Oh, you know, Jesus, just, right? You never say it's a slow night. Yeah. In the ER. I mean, the point I was trying to get at here is that I don't think Lawrence O'Donnell would make a, an error like that unless he was confident in the factual nature of what he was hearing. So, And last night when he delivered his uh, retraction, he was really only retracting the fact that he said it before mm-hmm. it had ripened, before mm-hmm. he had uh, run it through all of its paces. But the fact of what he was saying, the content of what he was saying, he did not retract. In fact, he said that this could still be an actual thing, and we will eventually find out, I hope. But here's the thing. I mean, this is what I keep going back to uh, as I kind of mull over this whole story, which is there's just no goddamn way Donald Trump was approved for these loans without some serious heft behind that uh, Mm -hmm. approval process. And Mm -hmm. that means Mm -hmm. co-signers, collateral. But it seems like even then... Given what we know about Donald Trump's history with not only bankruptcies and being financially irresponsible, but also specifically with Deutsche Bank, because if you go back to uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, he had one loan that uh, was $640 million, took out a $640 million loan from Deutsche Bank, right? Well, uh, by 2008, he hadn't made many payments on that loan, if any payments. And so Deutsche Bank sued Donald Trump for... And then he countersued, didn't he? Yes, he countersued, but he he didn't just countersue. He countersued for $3 billion. I'm not making that up. $3 billion. He countersued Deutsche Bank. Why? Because he claimed that Deutsche Bank was part of the reason why we ended up in the Great Recession, which is why Donald Trump couldn't afford to make payments on the $340 million loan. So Deutsche Bank, according to Trump, never should have loaned him that money. And so Donald Trump sued Deutsche Bank for $3 billion. That is just absolutely staggering. And then, then four years later, as if that wasn't insane enough, Four years later, Deutsche somehow gave him another $364 million right after he sued them for $3 billion. I mean, my God, it is staggering. There is no way they're approving that second loan, that uh, 2012 loan, which is the loan he used to buy that bedbug infested rat hole in uh, Miami, the Doral 
resort. I, it just seems ludicrous that, I mean, who does that? Who lends that kind of money unless there's something hinky going on behind the right. scenes, whether they're laundering Russian money directly and that's how they're giving money to uh, Donald Trump. They're getting money from Russian oligarchs and then just laundering it through their system and then handing it over to Donald Trump in the form of a loan, a quote unquote loan or uh, someone. I don't know if it's necessarily Russian oligarchs could be. Someone's signing off on those loans. And then still, you have the open question, why is Donald Trump continuing to defend Vladimir Putin and Russia right. despite it all? I mean, the other day, he was talking about how Barack Obama was, quote-unquote, outsmarted because Putin <laughs> invaded Crimea and annexed Crimea. And then, you know, Donald Trump's the guy who wants to lift sanctions because of that. Let Putin back into the G7, yeah. uh, even though he was kicked out of the G7 because of Crimea. So the exact thing that Trump is criticizing Obama for, Trump is literally doing that himself. Trump is allowing himself to be uh, outsmarted by Vladimir Putin. And uh, and so yet, uh, once you put all these things together, and granted, the Russia thing, I mean, maybe there's no direct connective tissue here. I don't know. We have yet to find out. But I do know that the way Donald Trump can prove Lawrence O'Donnell wrong is by releasing those loan documents. Hell, exactly. Re redact the, uh, the the important information, all the, redact the Social Security numbers and right. the EIDs and all the rest of it. Get rid of all that, of course, but just release the documents so we know, oh, who co-signed for this? How did you end up? What's the collateral? How was this approved? What's the process for approving something like this, you know? Well, didn't, didn't Trump's lawyers uh, suggest that they were going to sue NBC and MSNBC over this? Uh, and if yeah. that's the case, then they would have to produce the documents oh, to say, have, look, that's not in there. But they that's threatened that on so many occasions. I know. Yeah. This, even, they wouldn't go through with it. I say NBC goes, sure, sue us. You're going to have to produce documents to prove that the story is libelous um, or slander. Yeah, exactly. But my concern is that in a case like that, I mean, if they actually went forward and did sue, by the way, uh, Trump, Trump's lawyer on this, his name is Chuck Harder. That's his real name. Oh, no, it is not. It's totally no. his name. Yeah, it's, no, that's well, the guy that helped no. him come down on uh, Gawker. <laughs> yeah, Chuck Harder. Um, that's exactly yeah. right. Uh, no. So yeah, so <laughs> Chuck Harder. I don't know. I feel somewhat comforted. Oh no! Why does he go by Charles? <laughs> he does. I'm calling him Chuck. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Charles all me. Harder. He's Charles Harder. <laughs> But uh, you know, Chuck Carter sounds like a command. Dick Carter. What, <laughs> what if they had named him Richard? Would he go by Dick? <laughs> I, I would. Doubt I it. would call him Dick. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but the fact is that uh, Chuck Carter and Donald Trump they won't move forward with a lawsuit unless they plan on settling. Because if they go to a settlement, if they come up with a settlement with NBC Universal and Lawrence O'Donnell, they might not necessarily have to produce any documents. But if they move forward in a court setting, uh, then obviously mm -hmm. they're going to have to prove that what Lawrence O'Donnell said was untrue. And uh, I don't think they're ever going to do that because I no, they won't. because they're I mean, this these documents, including his tax returns. I mean, everything just screams out guilt. Their reaction to Lawrence O'Donnell just, I mean, it was glaring. It's like they had a giant bullhorn saying, we are so guilty. We are terribly guilty. Check out everything we're saying. And it makes us look more guilty every time we say something. And so that's, that's exactly how they're just exposing themselves, making everything worse for themselves because they just seem so immensely guilty. And, and the question is, 
what kind of horrible things are they hiding? I mean, at this point, you know, he's gone to such great lengths spending, I don't know, what kind of money of his own on legal defenses here, on legal challenges against whether it's uh, members of Congress or whoever Freedom of Information Act requests and so on. I, I can't even begin to speculate on the extent of it. But I mean, if we again look back at what Lawrence O'Donnell said, boy, that would really explain uh, why they're so guarded, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it really kind of exposes things. Meanwhile, Deutsche uh, told a federal appeals court the other day that it has some Trump-related tax returns. That audio, I, I, Rachel Maddow played it the other night. <laughs> the audio, did you hear it? Yeah. The audio no, of the I didn't. Yeah, well, it's basically... Deutsche Bank's attorney yeah. furiously tap dancing. Uh, yeah, I can neither confirm nor deny yeah. my conf- confirmation nor denial of the... <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, it was yeah. real. It was, it was like watching... A, a human pretzel, like a contortionist, just verbally. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in fact, uh, what it reminded me of were all of those congressional hearings with various Trump administration officials who, again, when they were asked specific questions about Donald Trump... You, what, you could they, you do, do what you It was want. that, and what, what happened was um, they refused to answer, and then when they were asked why they're refusing to answer... Again, the the answer was you. You could you do. They, they, I mean, it screams out to me that they have signed some sort of ironclad NDA, and we found out more and more that at the very least, some of his White House uh, aides in the West Wing have done that, have been forced to sign NDAs where they won't disclose secret things that happen with Donald Trump involved. Mm -hmm. And so I still believe that there is some kind of, holy shit, some sort of inescapable non-disclosure agreement that maybe Melania Trump has signed, that uh, maybe these people from Deutsche Bank have signed, maybe uh, cabinet-level secretaries have signed, gag orders that are keeping them from talking and even keeping them from explaining why they can't talk they can't even say oh well it's because this or it's because of an nda i mean this guy i think was saying something some vague language well, typical about, nda says yeah. you can't acknowledge its existence or it's null and void so that makes yeah. sense yeah that's because that that would explain a lot <laughs> because i mean yeah. again we're talking about the heads of the intelligence community in one of the cases where whether it's Dan Coates or Mike Rogers or any of these guys are just like, I, uh, can you explain why you can't say anything? Yeah, I mean, that was basically the like, extent of what they were doing. That's an instance where the absence of evidence is evidence of absence or something. <laughs> yeah. like, I mangled the shit out of that, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like when they when they start getting super vague and they can't refer to something, it's definitely something they've signed that says I can't refer to this in public or acknowledge its existence at all. Yeah. And, you know, there was another thing I, that I thought of uh, in the context of this whole story with the linkage to Russian oligarchs, possibly, and the mysterious approval of these gigantic loans despite all of Donald Trump's uh, harrowing shenanigans uh, here's and I'm spitballing on this so bear with me but foreign investments in the United States stock market foreign investments in the Dow S&P NASDAQ etc uh, including short sales uh, are completely legal so if you're a foreign national you can invest in the United States stock market you can do that yeah 
perhaps and once again i'm completely spitballing here so this these are just ideas i'm throwing out there i have no evidence along these lines but perhaps there are russian oligarchs who are making a fortune from trump's mm-hmm. market volatility um oh, sure. as maybe as some form of repayment maybe donald trump is manipulating the stock market possibly for his own gain, possibly for the gain of people he owes money to. I mean, remember uh, the back and forth between Paul Manafort and Oleg Deripaska uh, mm-hmm. by way of uh, Konstantin Kalimnik was all, how can we make us whole? How can I repay you? How can, what can I give you? What assurances can I make that will, you know, maybe absolve me of some of this money that I owe you? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I can completely see Donald Trump trapped in that same uh, cage where the oligarchs just have him by his teeny tiny little wiener and they won't let go. And so, you know, and then uh, you see news like this where Hmm. uh, Eric Trump, for example, David, (laughs) my name's Eric. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Eric Trump (laughs) said... Uh, famously, we don't rely on American banks. We have all the funding right. we need out of Russia. They, right. He didn't just make that up. That's That was a real thing, right? I mean, why would he mm-hmm. make up something like that? Meanwhile, I found this to be enormously intriguing and also quite a relief that Andrew Gillum, remember Andrew Gillum was running for governor of Florida yes. and barely uh, lost to, uh, to who did he lose to? Ron DeSantis. Skeletor. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. was it, was it Skeletor? Skeletor was it the Senate race or was it the... Well, who, no, 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 didn't no. he lose it to Rick Scott? Yes. No, you're right. DeSantis. No, you're correct. DeSantis, DeSantis. right. Yeah, yeah, is the governor now. But Andrew Gillum said, uh, I think it was on CNN, somebody is making money from Trump tweeting the markets into panic. We should find out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 I am so glad that someone with some sort of status above my pay grade is actually <laughs> saying something along these lines because this is absolutely true. And then we find out today that Trump uh, administration aides have confessed to CNN that Trump tried to manipulate the stock market over the weekend. At the G7, Trump aides admitted that he lied about high level trade talks with Chinese officials in order to boost the markets. So this might be somewhat innocuous and just him trying to encourage uh, traders to buy more stocks to, you know, start doing China called last night. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. The whole country called. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. All of them. Exactly. Which he was, the big ones. But he was lying about it. He was lying. They Mm -hmm. didn't call. There was no call. The Chinese were like, we didn't call him. And I was thinking maybe it was like a radio station or something, yeah. but yeah, but, it was just him bullshitting to try and like manipulate. The, that's, I mean, that may seem trivial, but it's really not. Yeah, no, it's right. not at all. It's not because you know what? I mean, and not just the making up the, the thing about uh, China, uh, but the fact that he used the discussions with China, China! To, uh, to actually manipulate the stock market, to boost stocks, which shows mm-hmm. that he has a penchant for manipulating the stock market. He knows that what he says makes the stocks move uh, one way or another. And so it's really obvious. And now we're getting this officially from uh, Trump insiders. In fact, uh, Trump flashes in the CNN piece. Trump flashed signs of optimism this week that the trade war could be resolved, saying he received calls from Chinese officials China. Uh, <laughs> saying they wanted to restart talks, though Trump and Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin insisted there had been communication. Aides privately conceded the phone calls Trump described didn't happen the way he said they did. 
Instead, two officials said Trump was eager to project optimism that might boost markets and conflated comments from China's vice premier with direct communication from the Chinese. China! Okay, and then you combine that, Andrew Gillum, the things that we're seeing with our own two eyes. You know, every time mm-hmm. Donald Trump says something about China or tariffs, uh, stocks take a, a shit all over the place, and it creates this. In fact, you can go back almost to the very month in which Donald Trump started his trade war in January-ish, I believe, of 2018, early 2018, Donald Trump did his first thing about um, tariffs and even our trading partners, in addition to China, some of our allies as well. And uh, right then and there, the slow, steady rise of the stock market suddenly became immensely volatile. And it's been that way since the beginning, almost uh, two years now, where it's Mm -hmm. been like that. So Trump's a moron about a lot of things. The one thing he knows is when he says something and the needle goes down, hmm, what does that mean? Oh, I guess when I say something, the stocks go down. So if Mm -hmm. I say more things like this, I can almost command the market to take a giant dump. How do you make money off of something like that, Donald? Oh, well, you, of course, short the market. You take out short sales, you know, short positions on uh, various stocks. Even you can, you can actually trade uh, based on the entire Dow, for example, or based mm-hmm. on the entire S&P. And you can short those things. And the, the obvious uh, additional downside to all of that is that when you short a stock or you short a group of stocks, um, it actually drives the price of those stocks down even further. So it's almost like some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy where, you know, if you're manipulating the market like Donald Trump is, you say, ah, fuck the Chinese. I'm going to more tariffs on aluminum, blah, blah, blah. Vagina. And then suddenly the stocks take a shit and then he takes out a short position on a bunch of stocks and, and they actually take a deeper shit because of all mm-hmm. of that. A much yeah. bigger. This potty. is one of the things that is just an ongoing source of bafflement to me is yeah. why our economy is in the hands of these people that we see on television on Wall Street, you know, that are just mm-hmm. like screaming, jacked up on something, just like <laughs> panicky. Yeah. Like, I mean, they seem to have the attention span of like basically like streptococcus bacteria with ADD, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, eat, 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 die, die, ah! You know, and it's just like, it's, uh, why? I, you know, the people I want to see handling the economy would be like somber old druids or something, <laughs> you know? Like, just people who are completely unflappable and are like, this will pass. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, we'll keep this steady. We're, we've lived 800 years. We've seen this kind of thing before. You know, I just, yeah. I don't understand, like, why that kind of hysteria group herd panic mentality is continued to like it dictates the fortunes of the entire country Mm -hmm. you know why are those guys in charge of my retirement fund that doesn't exist but you know um just it baffles me I, i i see them on tv and i'm like these people are clearly not qualified and not stable enough to handle large amounts of money, and yet they are, seem to be the ones that are in control of it all. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm supporting floppy old druids in 2020. <laughs> That's a perfect ticket for me. It'll be Elizabeth Warren yeah. and floppy old druid. That'll be the 800-year-old Democratic ticket. Yeah, spiritual entity. Um. Yeah, you could be Joe Biden and floppy old druid, but that'd be duplicating yeah. the the top of the ticket, wouldn't right, it? Yeah. Oh, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. 
Oh, great. All right. Uh, so uh, we got to deploy the nukes, obviously. Dorian is headed to uh, Mar-a-Lago, apparently. It's changed course. It's not headed toward uh, Puerto Rico right. anymore. Now right. it's it's headed toward just like a day after Donald Trump was acting like a great big dick on Twitter about Puerto Rico. I am the greatest thing to ever happen to Puerto Rico. Yeah, you guys sure. will be happy to know that all of my in-laws and relatives in Puerto Rico are safe, and that it was Good. just a heavy rain. Everything's Great. fine. That's fantastic but, to hear. Um, yeah, they maybe Dorian that. to throw a three hundred thousand dollar party while it's at Mar-a-Lago, and it can get whatever it wants for the president. Yeah, you know, it's a weird yeah. place to be where we're uh, not only rooting for Dorian to miss Puerto Rico, just because. Well, we don't want anything bad to happen to Puerto Rico. At the same time, we're happy that it missed Puerto Rico because we know it pisses off Donald Trump that it missed Puerto Rico. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know he was waiting for that to happen. So you could say, oh, oh my yeah. God, the mayor of San Juan, such a loser, such a hater and a loser. Uh, tr- yeah, in fact, Trump uh, attacked Puerto Rico as it braced for horse. She clapped back Dor- at him yesterday. I don't know if you saw it, but she was like, get out of the way. Oh, yeah. She's like, let people do their jobs and for once in your life, maybe act presidential. That's the thing. I mean, Donald Trump's got to stick his taint on everything. He just has to scoot his disgusting. Did you have to use that visual? (laughs) That's how I see it in my head. I mean, I, I have to relate what's in my head because I'm trying to be at least somewhat honest <laughs> and I'm the, the horrible <laughs> the horrible visual in my head every time I hear Donald Trump has injected himself into the NFL Donald Trump has injected himself into the Oscars Donald Trump Donald Trump goes Ugh. around and he just smears his disgusting stinky butthole all over <laughs> everything and I can hear the people hitting stop on the podcast <laughs> buttons across the country as we speak they're like okay that's enough <laughs> I'm now like we're gonna have people like suing for PTSD. <laughs> from, like, well, I but mean, the thing. Okay, oh, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. No, just a friend of mine uh, actually got a high definition television for the first time last week, and he's like now legitimately traumatized by Trump's face. <laughs> he's like, I, he's like, it's so bad, it's so much worse than you imagine yeah. looking at your regular television. Just he's like, it's like somebody sewed together a basketball made of scrotum skin. <laughs> Died at orange. Ew. Oh my god, both of you. The visuals in my head. Oh my god. You're terrible. Ow. My retina. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Basketball made of scrotums. <laughs> okay, I made that. that is my the friend didn't actually <laughs> say that. But. Did, did you make that up or did your friend it? Make that no, up. that's me. That's oh my me. god. <laughs> well, see, that's why you're on the show. Little pearls of wisdom like that basketball made of scrotums well you know what it's and true though it is absolutely sort of got accidentally nicked by the tanning spray <laughs> you know but didn't quite get to the edges <laughs> it's only yeah. orange in the middle well i mean uh, the reason i i am laughing so much is because you know i mean oh, i'm trapped in the vortex so i mean what happens is when his face comes up on the screen i, I get it like right up close and i'm just like Flipping it, I'm just like flipping it off and yelling at him <laughs> and mocking him every time he goes. So I have seen exactly where I've got a 4K television. So I'm seeing yeah. every pockmark, every bit of rosacea. I can see the circumference of the makeup area and where his hair plugs are. It's just all of it. And it's it's horrifying. The conflation of 
um, the uh, availability of 4K televisions and the rise of Donald Trump. Coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> but man, it is unhealthy to do what I do and clearly what your friend is doing now by observing close up the basketball stitched of uh, scrotums. So, all right. So if Donald Trump tries to uh, uh, rub his taint on you, if he tries to scoot his butt anywhere near you, here's how you get rid of Donald Trump. Bugger off bug repellent. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I, there's no guarantee that uh, bugger off bug adorable. repellent will, yeah, will uh, scare away Donald Trump, but you can always try it. I mean, why not be prepared? Buggeroffbomb.com. If you're tired of bug bites, you've come to the right spot. Bug, bugger off bug bomb was created to swear off all the pesky mosquitoes that plague us every damn summer it's got a straightforward ingredients list we'll talk about that in a second it's got an easy to travel with tin and it's made for everybody there's no nasty chemicals in there it is deet free fuck you deet uh, it's kind of environments. It's kind of humans in the environment. It contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlies. Eucalyptus and citronella is in there. Also contains non-GMO soybean oil, beeswax, thyme, rosemary, cedarwood, geranium, basil, and all kinds of other good stuff. By the way, smells way better than any store-bought repellents. Bugger off! Smells clean and fresh. It's not going to stain your clothing. Plus, no more mosquito bites. Just in time for. Another line of defense <laughs> against uh, insect-borne diseases. Just ten ninety-five at buggeroffbomb.com, but use our promo code BOBC for fifteen percent off your entire order. Support this show, especially on by supporting <laughs> Bugger Off Bomb and stay bug-free all summer long. Again, that's buggeroffbomb.com, or just click the link on the podcast page. Thank you. The Bob Show. The Bob Seska Show. Are we doing a show? I completely yeah, forgot. I was, I was I getting was, into that. I know. That's what happened to me. I'm like, oh, man, this is great. This is Battle Tapes. Battle Tapes returns to the show. Great. Song called Valkyrie from their Polygon album. Link in the description below. I think it's available just about everywhere. You get your digital music. Uh, by the way, submit your music to bobseska.com slash music. And we'll play it on the show. It has to be your music. You can't just submit someone else's band and say, hey, Bob, play this, because then I'm so stupid, I'll go and play it and then realize, oh, shit, I didn't get permission at all. So I, I appreciate all the recommendations for great music, but unless you're the actual recording artist, uh, I, I can't do anything with it. I can't do anything with the music that you send me. Okay. Uh, and thank you to all of our independent recording artists. In fact, we've got an indie music countdown coming up this weekend. I do believe I'll be recording it on Sunday. So stand by the usual Sunday evening, uh, Monday morning indie music countdown for your <laughs> thank you. Uh, we should co-host that sometime. Yeah. You know what? You know, who's been bugging me to co-host is uh, Buzz Burbank. 
That'd be great. Mm. Ah. I, you know, it'd be fun is actually actually have some guest guest DJs for the uh, indie music mm. countdown, where it's not just oh. me talking. In fact, you know, where I could just not talk at all and have one of you guys you could do not it. Not talk or, or talk for hours. <laughs> Still find things to not talk about. Not talk, talk about. about. That's right. We could talk about peas. Okay, let's snow talk peas. about the Washington Post reporting about the border wall. Okay, good. Have you read the article? It's insane. If you have not read it, listeners, hit pause. Are we talking Are we about the uh, the eminent domain situation? Is yeah, that what you're talking about? and just him telling his aides like, break whatever laws you have to. Mm-hmm. I'll get you a pardon. And even just that's like you know the high crimes and misdemeanors part. But then there's just the fact that he wants it like shiny. Yeah, he wants you know, to make, <laughs> make, it, make it black, and then he wants to make the spires at the top pointy. Uh, yeah. So if you try oh, to climb over, you're like, going to get stabbed or uh, impaled. What <laughs> happened to see-through? I guess the, yeah, that's right. The, the risk of wall. getting your head, your neck broken by a <laughs> thrown bag of heroin over the wall. By the way, um, everyone who was alarmed by nuking hurricanes and buying Greenland and making Space Force, this is a guy who not only thinks that our, our spy planes are literally invisible, but he's trying to make an invisible border wall, a see-through border wall somehow. And, and the reasoning is, is just as insane as the idea of it. The reason he wanted a see-through wall, why? <laughs> so, so people wouldn't get hit in the head by flying bags of drugs. I am not oh, making that, that up. Yes, mm-hmm. he was saying the reason, and he actually said this out loud, that the reason he wanted a see-through wall mm-hmm. is because people hurl bags of drugs over the wall, and you could end up getting hit in the head by one of the flying bags of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you can see through the wall to see that someone is actually hurling a bag of drugs. And I think that's- this is proof that him and Steve King do bong hits together. <laughs> right? That, like, and they talk about the guys running through the desert with calves the size of cantaloupes. Man, with bags of drugs, just like this Jesus stuff. Jesus Christ. You know, I'm, so, yeah, it's like, just... Uh, the uh, the eminent domain thing is staggering only because, I mean, can you imagine the collective freak out if Barack Obama has said, you know what, just take the land. Mm-hmm. T- take the land, mm-hmm. put up a stupid thing there, and fuck it. Who cares about the landowners? We just, we're going to just seize that land. Of course there would have been heads exploding all over. I mean, remember Jade Helm, for God's sake, where mm-hmm. all, it was just an annual military exercise that they do every year, and, yet, and all of a sudden it became this gigantic conspiracy prompting Greg Abbott to send out the state guard to make sure that the Jade Helm soldiers weren't going to take over small towns in Texas and, and I don't know, institute Sharia law or whatever the hell the conspiracy <laughs> was. But so there's the eminent domain thing. And there's, as you, as you said, there's this other promise to pardon officials, which, by the way, Trump has said on uh, Twitter, it's all fake news, it's all fake news. Um, but he but that's said, an impeachable offense. In and of yes, itself, it should be. Yeah, that is a high crime and misdemeanor. That is a a a you know. And I just, I really do feel like he could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue, and Nancy Pelosi wouldn't impeach him. It's just like, oh, that's already starting. Come uh, on, David. Uh, Jerry Nadler has used the word a bunch of times. Yeah, it is underway. It is underway. Yeah, it's underway. It's just not happening uh, it, as quickly as we want it to. I think that's partly what my concern was earlier on. Because it's I mean, just I've, the incalculable damage of every day that goes by with unstaffed administrations, with political cronies in charge of the State mm-hmm. Department, yeah. with no FDA to speak of. I, no FEC. Yeah, no FEC either. 
Well, the other thing is with the these promises of pardons to uh, customs officials, the ICE people, and so on, who <sighs> allow the breaking of the the law in order to get his border wall built. You know, if these people actually believe that they're going to get pardoned should they get arrested for breaking the law, they are bigger suckers than uh, the uh-huh. Red Hats themselves. Uh, no kidding. I mean, yeah. just uh, Trump never keeps his promises. Never, ever, ever. And in fact, you know, obviously some of the uh, the things that he's actually promised and said that he's delivered on, he actually hasn't delivered on. I mean, there is no right. new wall going up. He's replacing sections of wall that Obama started to replace, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when he was president. Trump's just c- continuing that job of fixing existing wall and not creating any new wall on top of the fact that he's not getting Mexico to pay for it. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a guy who borrowed hundreds of millions of dollars from a bank and then sued the bank when they tried to collect on the loan. This is not a guy who plays on the level. This is a flim-flam artist, a mobster without the Italian last name. I assure you, mm-hmm. this is how he behaves. And if people Which is are- why I think the Democrats should be prepared for the fact that he's not going to abide. Even if we win in 2020, he's not going to abide by the results. No. He's going to say that the results were tainted, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, what, what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, but, there, there's that word again. But I mean, here's the thing. Um, he may actually, I mean, it's possible that he won't contest the results literally in court. He may just spend the rest of his days going, I should still be president. I mean, I've actually thought of the idea that maybe he continues to comport himself as being like a shadow president. Even if he concedes that he lost the election and knock on wood, don't get happy. He could still win. Uh, Mm -hmm. the fact is that, uh, if he loses, he could still march around and do those rallies like one a week and be doing his the same thing, the same kind of tweets, the same appearances on Fox News Channel. Everything that his red hats love him for, but for the fact that he won't be in the Oval Office doing it. He'll just be back mm. in Trump Tower doing it because obviously he's not going to be able to go anywhere. After he leaves the presidency, I mean, do you think we're ever going to see a photo of him pumping gas like that picture of Mitt Romney? Never in a million years. (laughs) He won't be able to go out in public because there will be people throwing, you know, tomatoes and eggs and, you know, various produce at his face the entire Mm -hmm. time. And not that they should necessarily, but I'm just speaking the truth here. That's what's going to happen. There will be eventually lines, as we've established on the show before, there will be lines to piss on his grave. You will, I mean, I'm talking about lines longer than what they're experiencing at Disney World right now, at the Star Wars (laughs) area. You know what I mean? Uh, well, at least Charles Koch gave us a place to stop off in the meantime. That's no true. Kidding. Yes, you know because we. Why didn't you go before we left Charles Koch's grave? <laughs> America needs to laugh, and thank God for Charles Koch. But you know, in all seriousness, there is this other story that uh, I've been watching Rachel Maddow for a long, long time, and I don't think I've ever seen her as visibly angered as I saw her reporting on this story where they're trying to re- deport these kids with cancer. Yeah. And, uh, so sick. yeah, sorry to take the show down, but this is one of those things that you just can't avoid. You got to talk about it because it is such an egregious, uh, episode of cruel whimsy by mm-hmm. Stephen Miller. I mean, it, it has that extra layer of 
just insane sadism that makes yes. you know mm-hmm. it came straight from his desk. Oh, absolutely. You know, just mm-hmm. like you yep. can just smell his stink on it. It's just like so cruel and so arbitrary. Ben was asking me if there was any kind of weird mystical Nazi significance to 33 days. Yeah. It just seemed like that number was pulled out of the air so randomly, but we couldn't come up with anything. But the fact a lot of people like got their notices in the middle of, you know, with with half of that 33 days already expired. Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. And then what's worse about it is that USCIS and ICE are just tossing this back and forth like a hot potato. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I I thought it was you. No, I thought it was you. It's like a Three Stooges sketch between these people. Uh And in the meantime, you got people with uh, cerebral palsy, kids with CP. You've got uh, kids with cancer who are now mm-hmm. being instructed that their treatment has to end and they have to go back where they came from uh, to basically wait to die. I mean, that's mm-hmm. essentially what the Trump administration is doing here. And uh, again, you want to talk about all of it. Cruel whimsy, this disintegration of the uh, fabric of right and wrong in this country. I mean, you've got uh, millions of people. You've got 44% of the American voting population going, yeah, we have to do it because yeah, brown people? Uh, you know, I don't know. Well, And then the White House wasn't even prepared to defend it. Yeah. You know, like they thought it was just going to go unnoticed and no one was going to have to like speak up and say why they were doing it. Yeah, because there is That's no process it. inside the White House. There is no chain of right. command. There's Donald Trump and then there is just absolute chaos all around him. So if you read that profile of Stephen Miller um, that was uh, going around uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think that profile speaks volumes in terms of why everything is so fucked up inside the Trump administration. And it's partly because, I mean, with the immigration thing and the cruel whimsy of all of it, it's Stephen Miller just going around freelancing. Just go, uh, mm-hmm. maybe we'll try this. Let's, I'm going to go and meet with a bunch of people from ICE and now I'm going to go meet with these other people from USCIS and we're going to come up with some sort of horrible, horrible plan and I'm going to pass it along to them as if it's Donald Trump uh, handing down a, uh, a command from on high. And, and that's why, I mean, we're getting these policies that once they find out about it, once official channels discover what's going on, they're like, I don't know. I have no idea what any of that is. And so, uh, meanwhile, they're just all these kids trapped in the middle. I mean, here's one case, uh, a a mom named Marie and her 13-year-old son. They were visiting Boston in 2013 when the boy fell ill. Uh, He was diagnosed with sickle cell anemia, a genetic condition for which he's been treated at Boston Medical Center. She filed for medical deferred action almost immediately, and they were approved in 2017. The status, which is valid for two years, meant she could get a work permit and he would be granted mass health and afford access to life-saving care. She is required to bring him to into BMC for monitoring every two months. Otherwise, acute problems might arise that can result in brain damage or kidney failure, she said. Last week, Marie got a denial letter from USCIS after filing for a renewal. They were instructed to leave within 33 days or else risk deportation. I mean, if I'm in that situation, I'm sitting tight. I'm sitting tight until the last possible minute that they come in and haul me out. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. Yeah, especially for your kids. It's just... Yeah. Uh, but this is, I mean, and this is where our media is going to fail us once again, because mm-hmm. people like Chuck Todd and Jake Tapper should be asking Chuck every Republican that you, you sits Todd. down across from them, you know, how do you feel about deporting <laughs> kids with cancer? Right. Right. Because this is your thing now, apparently. Mm-hmm. So justify it. 
You yeah. know, every single one of them should have to answer for this because none of them are speaking out except for Bill Weld and yeah. crazy what's his face, Joe, Joe Walsh, Walsh. Yeah. who's really just, you know, trying to get back in the House probably or the Senate or you know, some other dog catcher position. Well, I basically but, what I learned yesterday from uh, Brian Karam, who's the uh, White House correspondent for Playboy, uh, who was suspended for 30 days, lost his press credentials for 30 days. In fact, his uh, his uh, entire job is in threat because, uh, you know, he can't be inside the White House to report inside the White House, which is his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, do they even do press conferences anymore? Well, I no, mean, they, didn't, they least... don't. But I mean, the fact is that anyone who challenges Donald Trump, in fact, Brian Karam said this exact quote, Everybody needs to be watching their backs. And that's a, he's talking about the entire press corps. So someone asking Donald Trump during a chopper talk, what about these kids with cancer that you're deporting? I mean, they can expect probably to get their press credentials suspended, too. Uh, See, but then everybody who gets a question after that should just repeat the question. That's my view is what they should do. Yeah. Is if, if that question doesn't get answered, the next person that's called on, I'd like to reiterate that question. Can you please answer that before my question gets, you yep. know? That's the only way it's going to work. And unfortunately, the press pool is not going to do that. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, they're going to they're gonna protect their jobs first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if that if that means asking softball questions or asking questions that Trump will be will never possibly answer, it doesn't matter. They just want to uh, make sure they've got a job in the long run, uh, doing what they're doing. And and to a certain respect, I I sympathize with that. I mean, I understand. I mean, they've got it's uh, enabling. It's mm-hmm. how he's gotten this far. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's, you know, it's just it's 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 time to take off the kid gloves. It's time. But this is well, this even is even Donald Trump needs the press. Donald Trump needs the news media, even though he calls them fake news. I mean, obviously, he still needs to reach out to them. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing the stupid fucking chopper talk with the the horrible, horrible no. sound of Marine One in the background. He uh, needs publicity like a tapeworm needs a colon. <laughs> you know, that's. <laughs> Absolutely true. Actually, on that note, let's take a a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about, uh, well, a little bit more about this. uh, Plus, I want to get into this uh, new Trump-Pence logo that uh, was stolen from a white supremacist group. (laughs) How about that? Hey, shocker. (laughs) He continues to surprise us, right? Uh, Back with more show after this. Hey, dude. Being at the racetrack is a blast. High five! Whoa, man, uh, you can put your arm down now. What, you gonna leave me hanging? Come on, bring it in for a hug. Uh, that's okay, man. We're cool. What's the matter? We're all buds, man. Uh, well, I, I hate to tell you, but I think you need to take a pit stop. What? I'm not driving a race car, man. No, pit stop. It's, uh, well, an all-natural deodorant that'll keep your pits from, uh, being the pits. Oh no, my pits are the pits. Hey, don't worry, man. Luckily, my pals over at Bubble Genius have you covered. They've created all natural stuff to help with summer stank. Everything from pit stop deodorant to cooling facial mist to talc-free body powders that leave you soft, not sweaty. Hey, cool. You said it, Bubble Genius keeps you cool all summer long. BubbleGenius.com This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com.
This is my uh, good friend Jim Spies from Reading, Pennsylvania and his band Cloud Party. Really love this stuff. In fact, uh, as I said last time we played a Cloud Party track on the show, Jim Spies uh, took over a uh, local music column that I used to write for the Reading Eagle. And uh, once I departed from that because I went off and did a radio job someplace far, far away. And so Jim Spies actually took over my column after I left and continued the... Uh, the theme of writing about local music in the Reading and Berks County area in eastern Pennsylvania. How exciting. This is actually a lot of great music that came out of that region. That's what I was, you know, there's so much good music out there, and yet the record companies just keep like putting out swill. Yeah, it's just I know. bizarre to me, like how much good music I've just heard being on the show each Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, just, I'm amazed. I mean, this is all stuff that could be and should be uh, in the charts, especially the rock and roll material. I mean, we hear so little rock music in the top 40 anymore. I mean, when's the last time there was a, a, a rock and roll act inside the top 40? I'm calling them acts like I'm 90 years old. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, have you guys seen anything other than, uh, you know, hip hop and pop you know. in there? Yeah. I mean, it's like if you've got a uh, if you got auto tune, then you're in the top 40. Uh, if you've got a sound, if you've got electric guitar so much. If there's an electric guitar in your band, you're not going to get anywhere, uh, except mm-hmm. on the uh, the indie charts. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm so glad to be doing this because uh, not only has it expanded my horizons, but uh, honest to God, I, I feel like in a strange way that I'm also paying tribute to uh, to Chez with this because th- I know mm-hmm. s- this would be something that he would be so stoked about. I mean, he would be bringing the, more music to the show than I'm bringing to the show that actually the bands are bringing to the show. Uh, so, I, you know, I feel like in some strange way that he's looking down and or wherever he is, <laughs> I don't know. I, I said looking down, I have no belief in heaven. I have, <laughs> looking I have no, <laughs> you know what I mean though. Uh, but, <laughs> so I think he's uh, wherever he is, he's get a, he would get a kick out of this. Okay. Bob, do you feel like the heart of rock and roll is still beaten? Yeah, here, <laughs> right here in Cleveland. Are we back to the? Sh- are we back to the future already? Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so I could do a whole. You know what? Boston get, and uh, Baton Rouge. I could do a whole rant on Huey Lewis in the news. I assure you. Uh, because and then you're gonna <laughs> chop us up with an axe. Yeah. yeah, and then you'll chop us up with an axe over some nice plastic. Thank sheeting. you. Thank you for getting the reference. Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? Um, okay. So this uh, new Trump-Pence logo is uh, stolen from a white supremacist design. It's like a, a stylized lion head inside a blue circle with stars on it. And then it says, Trump-Pence, keep America great. You know, they have a problem mm. with their logo. Because remember their first logo when they announced uh, uh, Mike Pence? From 2020 and it didn't have Pence's name on it? Well, there was that. But back in 20, <laughs> back in 2016... Their logo was the T and the P, which called to mind. TP right. for my bunghole. TP for my bunghole. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, that was the thing. We are it's, grown people, and yet all you have to do is say TP for my bunghole, and we just start tackling like ten-year-olds. <laughs> Those guys are endlessly entertaining. I love Beavis and Butthead so much. Hello, I'm almost 50. Um, but the fact is that... Uh, you whippersnapper. I know. Give me part of my bunghole. The, uh, <laughs> I got to say one thing before we go any further. Yes. Do you remember when people were saying we were being so conspiratorial when I said like a year and a half, two years ago, that there's something wrong with the voting machines in Georgia? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people were like, yeah, I'm not listening anyway. You guys are got like two conspiracy theories. And then, and then, and well, guess what? There's fucking something wrong with the voting machines yes. in Georgia. Did you see yeah. the video? It's right like- here, right here in like Winterville, which is like right outside of Athens. It's like a bunch of my friends live in Winterville and they've got a machine that was like flipping votes to Republicans, yep. flipping Democratic, you know. Oh, tripping. yeah. It just like. It seems like. And every- Winterville is Brian Kemp's home district. That's where he lives. Oh, really? Well, isn't that a coincidence, right? Um, Yeah, it seems to happen every year where they can't get the goddamn machines to work. I mean, it's the... It's the centerpiece. Well, every year the polls say the Democrat is slightly ahead or even, and then the voting goes down and the Democrats have lost. And it's happened again and again and again. Ever since we got the Diebold machines in whatever year it was that um, Max Cleland lost his... Oh, oh yeah, don't get me started on that with Sachs Chambliss right. and Carl Rove mm-hmm. and attacking mm-hmm. uh, 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 Max Cleland. That was Cleland. the year we got the Diebold machines in yeah. Georgia. I, I actually, I overnight, once, Max Cleland's six-point lead in the polls just vanished. Yeah, exactly, and it was also because they this guy who left three limbs in Vietnam, left mm-hmm. three major body parts in Vietnam, they had the fucking nerve to call him a coward and a terrorist enabler leading up to that 2002 yep. midterm. It was mm-hmm. a fucking atrocity. In fact, when I saw um, Max, I actually <clears throat> met Max Cleland, and, I, and the first thing I said to them is, from the all of the American people, I will speak for all of the American people when I say I am sorry. We all, I think the American people failed you. I think enough people were suckered by that ad campaign to actually vote out of office a guy who, again, left. A fucking American hero. A yeah. real live American hero. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and Karl Rove and the Republicans destroyed him just because they wanted to go to uh, war in Iraq. And it wasn't even the war on terror. It was the war in Iraq. They, t- they tainted him as being with uh, Saddam Hussein, as supporting Saddam Hussein, because he was questioning the wisdom of the ramp up to the Iraq war. I mean, that's why... Uh, everything turned out so well for the Republicans in 2002. It was they were just uh, exploiting everyone's PTSD after 9 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a horrible war. The voting machines were still voting on to Yeah, the exactly. And you know, 17 year old machines. I mean, it's the centerpiece of a representative democracy. I mean, if you boil mm-hmm. everything down, our system of how we choose our leadership in this country boiled down is all about the ballot. It's It comes right down to the ballot. Yep. And if we can't figure out how to do goddamn ballots in a representative democracy, how the hell are we expected then to export this idea to other countries and say, hey, look, it's a pretty good thing. You might want to try it. And we can't even do a goddamn ballot without fucking it up. And uh, and of course, you know, there was a while, there was a period of time there when I was like, you know what, we need to federalize the uh, uh, the whole electoral system in this country. No, I'm glad we're not actually. Now yeah, because and, it's harder to infiltrate right, because the thousands of Kurt counties. Kobach would be in front of it. No, I mean it, it's harder to infiltrate thousands and thousands of counties than to just have one federal thing. Then it's much easier to walk in one door. Yeah. But, I mean, Elizabeth Warren, I think uh, today, maybe it was today or yesterday, was talking about how uh, part of her plan, she's got a plan for, of course she does. She's got a plan. She's totally got a plan. (laughs) And by the way, I love that about her because- I do too. uh, Just, again, I love to be able to just look and see and read about how we're going to achieve this from top to bottom. But um, one of the things that she's announcing is to standardize uh, voting, how we vote, the actual machines, ballots, et cetera. I don't think they should be mm-hmm. uh, machines. 
means unless there's some sort of direct paper trail that can't be interfered with. My concern mm-hmm. isn't so much the uh, voting booths as much as it is the databases upon which those votes get stored. So, you know right. what I mean? Uh, my I, my guess is that Russians, if they're going to hack and, and change any votes, they're not going to hack voting booths there or voting right. machines. They're actually going to hack the databases and change the votes where they all get uh, pooled together. And that's I mean? another reason we should have only paper ballots. Yeah, right. <laughs> because then you can literally go in with human beings and mm-hmm. count the paper ballots and you have a backup, say, digitally, that's fine. But you've got the paper ballots to prove that what's being spit out on the other end. Banks do it very easily th- with an ATM. Yeah. I don't see how we can't just use that. Yeah, it's uh, it makes they never and if they screw up, you can go in and go, well, here's the paperwork. Yeah, it makes total sense. Right. That's a, a no brainer. Uh, and, right. and maybe you should be running the FEC. <laughs> I would like to do that. I will nominate totally myself good. so that we now have a quorum. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, uh, Lindsey Graham uh, today. Oh, uh, Miss Lindsey. Uh, it wasn't today. Lindsey Graham. It's a couple days ago, but Lindsey Graham was already talking about how the deficit is because of entitlement spending. No, it's not. Yeah, start no, of the beast. For no, fuck's no, sake. no, 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 no. Yep, they're already no, looking. No, it's no, no. what this is what they do. This is how they do it. You can see it coming yep. down Main Street. They do it every time, every goddamn time. Yep. They raise up these gigantic budget deficits, mm-hmm. and then they say, "Oh look, well we have to cut Social Security and Medicare because I mean, look at the deficit." Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I, and they never talk about uh, um, going after what really eats up the budget, which would be the defense budget. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's it's that. It's tax cuts. It's unpaid for things. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, that tax reform, or I, I can't believe I just called it tax reform. The you tax did. cuts that, <laughs> that Donald Trump and the Republicans passed at the end of, uh, what was it, 2018, it's like, 2017? It's more like tax deform. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that whole thing was uh, kind of illegal because there was a, a law called the Pago Law, and that's the short version, right. the short name of the law. Uh, but uh, Obama and the Democrats passed a law, no-brainer, duh, uh, back when Obama was president, in which uh, mandated that Congress, uh, all of congressional spending be paid for. So any bill that uh, comes before Congress that has spending in it, it also has to include a way to pay for that. Uh, so that it's not spent on the deficit. And which is that's one of the reasons why the deficit dropped so precipitously throughout the Obama years is because they actually had a law that said, oh, yeah, we have to uh, make sure that... I mean, remember when they passed the stimulus and the Affordable Care Act and then how the, the words deficit neutral were all over cable news? Well, you don't hear that anymore when Republicans are no. in control. Funny how that works out. Okay, uh, let's see. We got the postmortem show coming up next on our Patreon page. Uh, that is uh, patreon.com slash Bob Show. Meanwhile, listen to the From the Bunker podcast with Jody Hamilton at uh, from the bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com. Meanwhile, uh, it is uh, the David Ferguson uh, T Rex report. <laughs> I just completely screwed up the name of your show, David. It is it's fine. <clears throat> patreon.com slash the T Rex report. That's right. Oh, man, I need to quit drugs. Um, You're f- it's okay, Bob. You're pretty. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, and you know what? We're getting damn close to uh, 1,000 subscribers on our Patreon Woo-hoo! page, which I'm very happy about. The problem is is that this weekend, which is going to be the end of August and the beginning of September, they're going to start charging credit cards and charging uh, accounts, uh, people who've already signed up. Well, what normally happens is 
we end up losing like 20 people, 20 subscribers because of declined cards. So make sure to check your card numbers in your settings if you want to stay a subscriber. Otherwise, you could end up getting screwed. I have nothing to do with it. Patreon does all of that crap. I just sit back and watch. But uh, hopefully we won't lose too many here. Uh, we won't, because uh, it's always like a few steps forward, a couple steps back. That's how it always works every month on uh, Patreon. But we'll take it. I love Patreon. All right, see you on the postmortem show, folks. Bye-bye. This is Randy Rhodes, host of the Randy Rhodes After Hours podcast. If you love this episode, you're going to love the whole show. Every week we talk about everything that matters to you, from our future as a democracy to our existence on this here planet. Find it all at sexyliberal.com on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts.